The Evermore podcast is now sponsored by WFST Total Compliance. WFST provides fire safety requirements UK-wide to prepare you and your employees should the worst happen. Do what you do best and visit wfst.co.uk today. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Evermore YouTube channel. No, it's not Monday night. It is Wednesday night. It's the Evermore podcast. Your eyes are not deceiving you. It is only me and him tonight. Yes, me and Mark are back. We're talking about a transfer him. show. Him. Sorry, mate. Me and the stat man, the main man, the big man himself. Yes, we're, we're here to talk about transfers, Mark. As it's international week, we just thought we'd kind of break from the norm a little bit, didn't we, from the, the Evermore podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's time where you know the the transfer rumours are rife now. They're they're coming thick and fast. Um, we're getting to the point of of looking at, at free transfers, of of monetary transfers of all sorts. So I thought the time was right to start having a look at, in a little bit more more than just a one a, a one player video. Just have a group everybody together, have a bit of a, a transfer show, transfer hub as we called it, and just just have a look on some of the some of the stats around some of the players that have been linked. Absolutely. There'll, there'll be some big ones here that we all want to get signed up uh, and there'll be some ones maybe that you're, you're not too sure about. Also, as we finish this, if you guys want to throw any names at us, Mark's got a couple of transfer pages up in the background, which we'll maybe have a look at some of the stats and see how those guys will fit. Just before we get stuck right into it, a little reminder, if you're new to the channel, thank you very much for tuning in. Give us a click, subscribe. We'd love you to come and join us. We're just under um, 2,600 subscribers, so loads of room for you here and ever more. Two weekly shows, Mondays and this one you're about to watch on Wednesdays, and loads of pop-up videos, transfer rumours, speculation, even me having the odd little rant here and there, Mark, as well, isn't it? So there's loads of content for you to check out. Uh, smash the button and come and join us. So let's get stuck in there, Mark. So transfer targets, th- there's some key areas that we want to address. What we thought we'd do, everybody, is we'd start at the back end of the pitch and work our way up. Just before we do that, we are live tonight. Jump in the comments. We've got a few of you already in there. Just to give you a shout out, BT is in the house. Good to see BT. We've got Andrew Richard Tench, very formal. Hey, boys, how's it all going? Good to see you, Andrew, in the comments as well. Roger the Dodger is there as well. Brian is here as well. We've got loads of the guys here, so loads more room for you. Come and smash a comment in. We'll always engage with you as best we can. Right, Mark, so start with transfer targets. Um, We'll start at the back, and there was a player that's been linked recently now I, I like this player and as as good as Fabian Shaw has done there does need to be a long-term plan doesn't there for replacing Shaw or giving Botman a longer-term partner and, and this kid we're about to pull up in a minute Premier League experience very good footballer young English got all the attributes that we would want as a centre-half and he's right-footed and he mate perfect <sighs> You think so? Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. Yeah, I think I think Shaw's getting to that age now where you're looking for for a long term replacement. Um, he does pick up an awful lot of knocks. I, I think the one thing I would say is about who we're going to look at first is that they're also in that they're also going to they also pick up a fair few knocks as well. However, they've got age on the side, twenty five years old, um, and you're right. I mean, playing regularly or and what was a decent um, Premier League side, um, <laughs> um, and and should be part of the England setup as well. So yeah, um, we'll bring him up. It is Joe Gomez, um, and look, he's. I mean, he does compare very very favourably against Shaw. Now I, I get that a lot of the stats, certainly the comparison bit on the left hand side in that in that diagram, is sort of skewed 
in a bit because of the style of football that Liverpool play. So the number of passes, etc., always going to be much higher than, than Fabian Shaw because he's not asked to do the same sort of job. But is he sort of he, he does compare in that sort of defensive end, he does put in a lot of tackles. He, he he can play multiple positions as well, which also works in his favour. That he can cover it right back. He can play centre back. He's great on the ball. It's something that Newcastle have looked to do, and they're looking to to build that. You know the way their style of play from the back and move the ball forward. You've seen that with with the introduction of Botman, the way that he moves the ball forward. Um, and I, I do think is it would be a a, a good place to go. I, I, I saw get. I, I don't know if that's the the. the oh, I think that, sorry, I think that's a McTominay one. Sorry, on, I, so, just, I just realised yeah, after I pulled, but we'll get into him. We'll get into him in a bit. Um, I, I do think he, he's probably a step up on on share. Um, and I realise I've used both pronunciations of Fabian Share's name, and I'll use the right one. Um, <laughs> share, share. One turns share, back share. time, and one uh, one keeps clean sheets, mate. So make sure you get it right. <laughs> so. Like he's, I think is, I think it's an upgrade. Um, he is, yeah, he's only twenty five, so he's plenty of time. He can, he's got plenty of time to to play alongside, um, Botman, and, and and sort of build that defensive unit, um, for for next season for Europe and, and beyond. Um, the injury sort of does, or the injury history does worry a little bit, but he's, he's like I say, he's got plenty of time. Um. So it's uh, yeah, I think he would be a, a good addition, and he's certainly a, a quality player that you could go with. Yeah, good shout by PDK. Big game yeah. experience too. He's he's been playing for obviously a Champions League side for for some time now. Rogers saying at twenty five, he, he's a good age. What I like about him as well, Mark, is um, he's got so much composure as well at the back. I think him and Botman would would really work well together. Um, I think he's um, he's got that composure, he's got that calmness, but he's also got. A lot of speed as well. Um, you know, when you watch him making the recoveries, that's why his stats are so high. He's really fast across you know, 10, 15 yards to catch up to attackers. Sometimes Shaw, Shaw's been brilliant for us, but sometimes he can get caught out a little bit with somebody with a little bit of speed, like we saw um with Marcus Rashford in the in the cup final. Gomez would give you that little bit more speed, I think, at the back. You know, Botman's Botman's quite quick, but his positional sense is his biggest strength, isn't it? Um, Trippier can be caught a little bit. I know Audi made a big point about that, about Trippier's legs. Having a speedy centre-half there in the squad, I think would be a really good addition, Mark, wouldn't it, back there to, to help us when we're playing against players with pace, like Rashford and people like that who can who can just get that 10-yard zip in behind? Yeah, absolutely. You want the ability to cover, um, having pace. Any, I think the biggest ability to read the game well as well, and I think Gomez yeah, has shown he can do that. Yeah, he does both. He he has had a few little mistakes in him. Um, I'm not going to shy away from that. We've seen that a little bit with Liverpool, but more so in the Liverpool side that struggled an awful lot. Um, I think alongside Botman, he, he could thrive again. Um, but you're right, that, that pace gets you out of trouble an awful lot. Um, and, he, and you're right, he, he, does, he does look composed on the ball. Um, his passing um, is very good. His completion rate eighty three point six compares pretty favourably against you know it's, he's in the forty fourth percentile, so it's not bad against the, sort of the top five competitions. Um, but he puts in an awful lot of passes, um, and when you look at the the sort of passes or pass completion against what Fabian Share has, he's ahead of him in that regard anyway. Um, I yeah. think Fabian Scher sits in around sort of 80, 81, I think, percent. Um, 
in terms of his his pass completion percentage. Um, but the the other measures on there, those those progressive ball carries, those progressive um, passes, are all things that Newcastle will be looking to to do from from you know with with the defence moving the ball forward quickly, moving the ball through through the midfield through Bruno and, and and the like, and I think Gomez would fit into that more very very well. Yeah, I mean you mentioned the injuries. I mean Fabian Schwab has a head injury, doesn't he? He always goes down quite a lot holding that handsome head of hair is. But um looking at Joe Gomez, I mean he had was it 39 games he missed um in the 2021 season um with uh, with, with a big injury problem to 231 days he was out. Uh, this season he's only missed seven games, so he had muscle injuries. Um he had ankle surgery back in 1819, he missed 23 games. Obviously, the cruciate ligament when he had way back in 15-16 was a, was a bad one, so 52 games. But but generally, you know, he's touch wood, he's been okay this season, hasn't he? And uh, if he can, if he's maybe, I don't know, if he's adapted his game a little bit to stay clear of these injuries, because the problem is with centre-halves, we saw it, not, not comparing the two because Gomez is a much better player, but we saw a lot with Steven Taylor, didn't we? He was too stupid, he'd go into tackles and he'd do himself in. I think as a centre-half, you've got to be a little bit cleverer, haven't you, in terms of, the tackle that you do make, the tackle you don't make, and, and how you look after yourself. Um, so I think he, he looks like he's cracked that a little bit. Maybe Liverpool have worked that way to keep him fit. I know he's been in and out the side of it, which is why we're talking about him as a transfer target. But what is he going to be? What is he going to cost, Mark? About 30 million quid or something? I think that the rumours are in the reading that and there was there was lots of um there were lots of teams that were also linked in that regard as well. So there's the, the yeah. sort of the those next rung of, of teams, the likes of... Good um, show. It's a good show too, Mark. Sorry, PDK. That's well, that's, right yeah, I said that before. He does, give you, he, he does give you that ability in um, to, to cover multiple runs. So if, if Trippier is missing for any reason, he can fill in there. Yeah. Um, I think there's a comment in there from, from Roger about his height. Um, he's, he's six foot two, isn't he? Six three or something Six foot like one, that. six two, something like that. Yeah. So um, he's, he's, a, he's a decent height. He's not overly tall. Um, but but I think decent enough in the air. Um, mobile as well, isn't he? Though he's he's mobile. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's got a good. Um, I don't think he did. Yes. He normally do that, mate. But so you're slipping percentile for, for aerials one. So it's not. Yeah, it's not magnificent. Um, he's he sits behind share in that regard. Yeah. Um, but again, he, he's he is so mobile, and that and that works in his favour a little bit. And I think if you're looking at. The, the, the big man, the, the the slightly smaller man at the back, you've got Botman and then perhaps Gomez to to, to mm. have that role. So you've got a you've got brute force and a little bit of probably a little bit more flair um to go alongside it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, Roger says there, six foot two is a bang on high for a set and a half. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, some of the best set and a halfs in the bloody world was a kind of aura. Was wasn't, wasn't even six foot, was he? In all fairness, you know, if, if you've got that adaptability in your game and that ability, you don't need you don't need the height, but uh, moving slightly on from, from defence, we might revisit the defence a little bit, we'll look at some of the free transfers, because left-back's a key area, um, you know, there's been links to Kieran Tierney, which we've already covered, and the rumour has it, but we'll maybe talk a little bit about him, there's also some free transfers in that left-back area we can come back to, but I think, moving on into the midfield, Mark, we've got a couple of probably more attacking attacking options of, of centre midfield, we're going to go back to defensive midfield, number six, number four, as PK would call it, in a minute. But just starting off with, with this first one, um, which is uh, Renato Sanchez. 
um, who was, was formerly of Swansea once upon a time, which is batshit crazy to say that, now plays for, for Paris Saint-Germain. I'll just I'll just chuck my opinion on this, Mark, and I can throw it back over to you. So this kid is 25 years old, you know, 32 caps of Portugal, three goals. He's played for some massive teams. You know, he's played, obviously, for Benfica, Bayern Munich. Um, now he's at Paris Saint-Germain. I'm not too sure about this bloke, mate. I really am not. That Some of these players kick around in Europe, knock around, rattle around. They seem to get contracts at massive clubs and don't ever seem to really tear up any trees. I mean, just looking at his stats there, you know, 35 appearances for Bayern Munich, 2016 and 2019, one goal. Um, Swansea, on loan for 12 games, no goals. And he was he was really poor, I thought, last time he was in, in the English league. Yes, he was at Swansea and they were relegation fodder, but... You know, for me, I, I'm just I'm not convinced by this kid at all, Mark. I think he flatters to deceive, um, and I just I just don't think I'm not going to say he's not good enough, but I don't think he, he adds to to what we've got. I, I know Eddie Howe could maybe get the best out of him as a player, but I I just I mean, I know his stats look good there, mate. We'll come on to that and then we'll get your take on it. But for me, I'm not I'm not having this, mate. I I would rather we look elsewhere than this kid. I really would. Yeah, they, look, the stats are a little bit skewed by the fact he plays for PSG. And and that's the the big caveat, and that, yeah. but also the fact that in that my stats would be good. Well, exactly, <laughs> but in that three hundred and sixty-five days, you've, you've got to cover. He's only he's only had four starts this season. Um, yeah. He's played a grand total of six hundred and sixty minutes of football. Um, last season, um, in the league for Lille, he only started twenty games. So he's not playing an awful lot of football he's not, man. in the, in the grand scheme of things with it. So he, sh- he should be tearing it up for Lille in that league, mate. He should be would, tearing it up. You would think a player of, of, of supposed quality playing mm. for PSG, and I know that the, the, I, I guess PSG, it's give the ball to um, Mbappe, Mbappe, Messi, and then just let them get on with it. But you want you want a little bit more you want a little bit more out of him and certainly in terms of when you go back to his time with with, with Lille yeah, 20, 20 starts in the league only 60 was it 1600 minutes for the season um seven games in cup competitions not an awful lot of production out of that as well i think there's far better options his stats look great there's lots of, I, I think as roger says in some of the comments there's lots of green there so on 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 paper it looks very good um but he doesn't do an awful lot with it and for a player yeah. that plays in very similar sort of areas and if you look at the heat map and then look at the heat map say from from bruno he plays in very similar areas to where bruno roams there's not a lot of production in terms of um uh, sort of assists in in that regard yeah. And I'm sorry, I, if you're I, playing with Mbappe, Neymar and Messi, that yeah, assist column mate. should be tick, 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 tick. Like I said, mate, me, me and you would be in the 97th percentile, I think, if we were we were playing with them guys for assist, mate. But BT's right, character is just as important as skill. And I, I do think that Sanchez has a bit of a character problem. Um, I mean, he's valued at 20 million, I think, on on, um, on transfer market. Uh, so, I mean, the, the, the price isn't too bad, but I'm just not sure that he, he would actually offer uh, something there. <laughs> That's Thanks for that, Noob Gamer. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Don't share that one, Paul. By the way, if Noob Gamer's washing his ass in the shower, mate. I just say at least this is at least this is one with, with you know with, with with fan contribution or, or with viewer contribution yes. where we get people on. Um, we, you just put us off actually ever doing that, um, Noob Gamer, because um, that's quite a, yeah. <laughs> 
on, on we go. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> don't, for, don't forget the balls, noob gamer. Don't forget the balls. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> moving on from Sanchez, because, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm not a big fan. The next kid I'm a huge fan of. Now, you know, we all know James Madison is, is, is supposedly the top target. Now, I, I think Madison... Uh, and another player we'll talk about in a minute in Musa Diaby. I think that relies solely on top four. This next lad, I think we might be able to get even if we're not top four, because I think his team are getting relegated with a bullet. Pull this lad up, Mark. I'm going to wax lyrically about arguably the best free kick taker on the planet right now, and that is James Ward-Prowse. Now, James Ward-Prowse gets a lot of... Oh, he's only good at free kicks. He's only good at corners. He's actually... His, his general work rate is 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 really, really good. You know, in terms of his uh, getting around the pitch, you can see his heat map there, Mark, you pulled up, he's everywhere. You know, he, he tracks back, you know, he presses. I think in an Eddie Howe team, I think Ward-Prowse would, would, would look really, really good. And, it, you know, obviously from that dead ball delivery, he's, he's absolutely fantastic. He's got nine goals and three assists and a rock bottom of the, of the league side. You know, and you look at his, as you say there, his, his stats in the greens and his key passing, you know, he's over two key passes a game. It's not his fault that his teammates are on finishing it off, a shot creation chances. You put him in a team with Isaac, um, with Callum Wilson, with Maxi, with Joe Linton, with Joe Willick. You know, this kid can find people, you know, on, you know, with the Ivan Needle pass or, or whip ball around the back four. Um, do you think it's a bit unfair, Mark? He just gets a set piece tag chucked at him um, and he's a better player than that? Um, there's a little bit of it. I mean, he is exceptional at it and, and I think that overshadows an awful lot. But yeah. the amount of work that he does put in, um, he is he's a cracking he's a cracking player. As Rogers put in there, he's a smashing player. Um, he does he does compare favourably in that regard. If you look at and I'll just try and bring up so I can add this to the stream. It's a little bit. You might have to um, blow your screen up Zoom a little in a bit. But in terms of in terms of his um, his heat map, again covers the same sort of ground as Bruno in that regard. Yeah. So he's, he, he's not going to. He's not going to take over from or anything like that, but he'd be an, in, in, an integral part of that midfield if he was to, to come in. Yeah. Um, I'd, how much How much would he be? Is he too old, as BT says, being 28? I don't think 28 is too old. Mate, I mean, Trippier came in at 31. He was the best fucking player in the squad, hands down. He rose the standard, that, didn't he? Raise the standard. In that sort of position, you're, you're looking at at least sort of four four years of, of absolute peak before maybe. But he's not blessed with the, the, the world's greatest amount of pace anyway. So in terms yeah. of pace dropping and things like that, he's he's not really yeah, needed to do it. He, no, he, but he gets around the pitch well. Um, he passes the ball um well, his pass completion rate isn't particularly great in terms of his, his percentile. Uh, that's a lot to do with his teammates percentile. as well, in all fairness. You know, if, if his teammates aren't moving for the ball and his passes are getting I, accepted, then... I think, use the, use the maxi argument, if you surround him with better players, he'll, he'll, look, he'll look much better. And he, he already looks good. Um, mm. And, and his, his sort of assists, his expected assists, his, his, his shot-creating actions are all things you want out of that midfield to create more chances for, for your strikers. And I think... I think he would be a very, very good addition to that midfield. I, I really do. Yeah. And, and he gives you just an unbelievable um, goal threat from, from set pieces, whether that's penalties or um, or free kicks. Yeah, I mean, he's, for me, like I said, that I think this kind of um, this kind of hinges really on on the fact that um, I mean, what well, transfer market have got him have got him uh, valued at thirty eight million. I think if Southampton go down. 
you know, you're probably looking about 40 million quid or something like that, possibly for him. But I think a lot of this hinges. I mean, Madison for me, I mean, PDK is saying there, not for him. I think for me, what Madison would bring us to the squad is more than what Ward Prowse would bring us. Don't get me wrong. Madison's the guy I want. I think Madison's a guy a lot of people want. But I think if you can't get Madison, for whatever reason, we don't finish top four. I think that we will, especially after Spurs have self-imploded. Um, I think we will finish top four. You know, hopefully I'm not jinxing it. Touch wood. But if we finish top four, if we finish top four, we get Madison, I think. Because the project at Newcastle United is exciting. It's fresh. Madison will want to be part of that. He wanted to be part of it anyway before. If we finish top four and he gets Champions League on top of everything else, I think he'll come. Um, yeah. If we don't get top four and say Nagelsmann goes to um, Spurs in the summer and he goes for Madison, we might not get him. So then Ward-Prowse then becomes a, a viable option when Southampton have got relegates. I don't think Man United will go for him. Man City will not go for him, despite talk about it. Um, you know, If Spurs get Madison, they won't want him. Arsenal won't go for him. Liverpool won't go for him. So I, I think we would be in the driving seat for Ward-Prowse, mate. I really do. If, uh, if we don't get top four, yeah, I think that's probably right. I think when you, you talk um, for, for sort of Madison, I know there have been links recently with with City, haven't there? If if you yeah. know, that could be, a I don't think he goes there. I don't think he goes there. No, not with Grealish. Is there? I, I don't. I don't think he, he, he. You know, I think I think you're absolutely right. We're starting to see probably the the best side of Grealish in that in that side yeah, at the moment. I think, I think so. he, he probably is too too similar similar a role um, to to go into that side. Um, I mean, to bring up. Madison as well, just sort of, sort of bring up his, um, his bring stats, up his stats yeah. sort of yeah. to, to have a look at him while we're, we're at it. I mean, his goal threat is is there to be seen, sort of from an attacking midfielder, um, sort of winger perspective. Um, he sits in the high percentiles for, I mean, he's in the 91st percentile for goals, um, 83rd for shot or uh, total, 79th for shots on target, um. What's his goal per shot at 80, in the 85th percentile? And then his passing as well. It's all positive. It's all things that you want from your creative force. 95th yeah. percentile for assists, um, expected assists, 78th, key passes, 91st. Every he ticks in really in every box on there. Obviously, maybe not, not defensively, um, although he does still put some work in. That. Yeah, you don't I mean, need that though. No, but, yeah. but if you're looking at, at sort of attacking players, to be in the 84th percentile for tackles um, is 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 something else, and, and he's in the 42nd for attack tackles in the attacking third as well. So mm. the the willingness to press the the this model that that Eddie Howe has in um, in getting his forwards to 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 pressurise defence, he does it, and and you can see that from from that sort of angle. If he's, if he's in those higher, um, higher percentiles for, for that, that's what you want. You want him to be putting that work in and help out, sort of with the, you know, going the other way as well. Yeah. So I mean, talking about we're going to, we're going to come on to some defensive midfield targets in a minute, which is a slightly different layout, but you know the information there is good for the two players we're talking about. But if we sign Madison, for example, what does that do to Bruno? Does Bruno drop back, or or, or do we sign? One of these players we're going to talk about in a minute, and you've got Madison and Bruno, and, and Joe Linton goes out left, or you know, or will it will it drop to the bench, or you know, how how do you see that working with James Madison in that Newcastle team as it is right now with with Bruno I, there? I think Madison would come in as your more attacking option. So he'd come in. So he goes up to the front three. Left. He's in the front I three. So. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And then you you have the 
the Joel and Bruno and a another in that midfield. Which we'll whether talk that's about in a minute. Yeah. You bring in it with a four or six or, or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Um, long staff. You can play the, the midfield three of Bruno, of, of Willock, of, of Joe Linton, which has worked so well. You can play Longstaff, which has worked so well this season. Yeah. yeah. I think Longstaff becomes else, a squad player next season for me when these if these guys come in. I think he's a squad player. I think, yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's possible. Harsh, if you, if you bring in the next level of player, I think that's probably yeah. right. He, he then becomes an, an integral part of that squad as well because mm. he, he's going to get game time. I mean, we we know how many yellow cards that Joe Linton likes to pick up. Um, so he's going to spend some time suspended. You're going <laughs> to have European games to, to go. You, what you want cup runs to, to go as well. So yeah. he's going to get a, an awful lot of game time anyway. So mm. um, you have yeah. to have it. Yeah, you're right. And if you're in Europe as well, you're going to need those homegrown players too. So yes. because he's, he's he's homegrown at the club, he fits that that ticks that box too. So those players they're not going to go anywhere. But I think if you bring in the next player, he then probably drops down a a, a step in the in the scrub. Drop, drops down the, the pecking order. Yeah, I mean BT saying yes. that, that Bruno needs to be an attacking midfielder. I think Bruno's a hybrid midfielder, as we always call him. He can do both roles. I think you know whatever the game needs. If 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 he needs to sit back in and drop in as a two. There's another defensive midfielder next to another num- number six. I think Bruno can do that. If he needs to push it forward, make things happen, he can do that as well. You almost want Bruno to be able to adapt in-game, depending on how, how things are going, really. But but moving on uh, to the defensive midfield position, which is a big position that we've all been talking about, Mark. We're, we're going to start with, uh, just before do PDK's got a comment there. So we play with a six, two number eights. Um, we buy a six, push Bruno into eight, and Madison as an eight as well. It's a fair shout, PDK. I think that would be... That would be a, a decent, uh, a decent shout as well. Just before we move into the uh, into the, the defensive midfield positions, just a little reminder: if you like what you're watching, guys, smash the like button. It really helps the channel grow. Um, and uh, you know, if, as I mentioned there, if you want to subscribe, click subscribe as well. So, looking at defensive midfield, Mark, there's a name on everybody's lips at the minute. Um, <laughs> I've been, uh, I think, critical is probably the right word. I did a, I did a little video because. I got a bit sick of everybody saying he was an upgrade on Sean Longstaff. And for me, uh, he's not he's not an upgrade on Sean Longstaff at the minute. And then, just by magic, he goes and scores four goals in two games for his country and makes me look like a right wanker. So, well done. Thanks for that. We're talking about Scott McTominay. Mark's got a slightly different stat up here, which I'll let you go through, Mark, in a minute. But, look, Scott McTominay isn't a bad player, as I've said, right? The reckon it's about £25 million for him. Uh, he's been a bit surplus to requirements um, at Manchester United, he's doing really well at the minute. Obviously, Casemiro is missing for the next game, so there's a good chance he'll play uh, against us at St James's Park. Maybe he'll want to put a shift in to impress anyhow if the rumours of the link are true. Um, Craig Hope did a video and he said that there's ma- there is a lot of fans in the corridors of St James's Park about Scott McTominay. Um, so, how, how do you see this one, Mark, with Scott McTominay? Is he a good addition to the squad or is he a starter? Does he walk in? as a defensive midfielder in that position? No. How do you view McTominay? No I, I, I don't think he walks in. I, I think he'd be a very, very good player to bring in to, to have in the squad. Squad player, but yeah, I, for me. Squad I player, just, yeah, fine. I, I just don't think that he is, is good enough to fill either role as a permanent sort of one. So yeah. you, he, he's not an attacking sort of eight in, in the grand scheme of things so he's, he does get into those areas I think at club level he, he needs to produce a little bit more he was mm. phenomenal again last night um, 
um, for obviously for Scotland. It's um, fantastic. He scored, to be fair, yeah. yeah. I mean, you talk about the, the weekend when he came on and scored, but it was against Cyprus. But they were Scotland were brilliant last night. Um, so we'll give them the juice. However, I did, I did point out to Jay, it was really Spain's second string. There were an oh, awful lot missing from that side, but mm. they're still damn good footballers. So Scotland good players. I mean, Mikel Marino's a good player. You know, Joslo's yeah. had a great season. So they the, 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 the were decent. They were decent. And really pissed Rodri off as well, who didn't have very many nice things to say about the Scottish, uh, Scottish style of player. <laughs> no, no. What a, um, what a twisty bollocks he is. It's funny because as if by magic, we are going to talk about another player in a minute, but there's a player that Maggots mentioned in the comments, Mark. Kone uh, above McTominay all day long, as if by a magic you already had Kone's stats up behind you there, mate, didn't you? In terms of yeah, so comparison, I, I bring that up as well. But I, I think looking at looking at the the stats for McTominay, I mean his passing yeah. stats sit in in the lower percentiles, don't they? The, he doesn't the, have that's not what he's passes. all about, is he? He's not, he's not he's making not things really. happen, is he? Let's be honest with you. Yeah. So he's he's not he's not the passer. He's not the creative force in midfield. He does get forwards. He can see the the higher percentiles in terms of his shots and shots on target, um, and, and in terms of his goals as well. He sits in that sort of mid range, but he does do the, put the defensive work in. Yeah. And again, interestingly, with this is it's the number of tackles that he puts in in the attacking third. So that pressure that that the midfield will put put on, he to sits win the ball really back. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So he is willing to do that. He does do an awful lot of that as well. So yeah. that, from from that point of view, it's a good addition depending on what role you want him to play. He's yeah. not a pure defensive midfielder. Um, he's not. He's sort of not quite he's, sure. He's and rash at times, about, I think, as well. He's rash yeah. at times, and he gets a bit. We said this about. But, but this whole point of not not knowing what he wants to be is almost what we yeah. accuse Sean of being. Sean didn't yes. really know at yeah. one point where he wanted to be attacking or whether we wanted to be um, defensive. And I think he's found that little hybrid role really well on the right-hand yeah. side of, of Newcastle's three, and he, he plays it perfectly. I think McTominay can do that. I think they're very similar players. Um, I do. Too similar, were, my if, opinion. If you're going to improve anywhere, you improve the the, the, that pivot in the middle, that that holding midfield. If you want to play double pivot with him, with, with whoever it is, and, and Bruno, you can do that. But I think McTominay isn't. You you said it in the video. It's not an upgrade over Sean. Yeah. Despite what people have said, I, I don't believe he's an upgrade on Sean. I think he's very similar. He becomes a squad player. He want to come in and and do a job when you need him to. It's yeah. not somebody I would drop an awful lot of money on. If you could no, get him for twenty million, million for a player like that, no, no chance. I, I wouldn't. If you could pick him up for half of that, he comes in and does a, a, a brilliant job for you. Great, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I would agree with that one. But I think when you're talking 40, 50 million, no, I, I, there there are options elsewhere that for well, then, half the money yeah. will give you better value. Exactly. I mean, we'll, we'll look at Kone in a minute because you've got it up in the background a bit. But the next yeah. player we want to talk about, we, we, we have done a video on him before, uh, Edson Alvarez from uh, Ajax. You've got some stats for him there, Mark. Now, this kid, to me, look at the difference in the colour of the charts there. This kid is a proper player, right? Um, he didn't have a great World Cup, I think, with Mexico because that was the worry that he'd have a great World Cup and his, his cost would massively jump astronomically. So transfer market have gotten valued at 35 million quid. I think when we were sniffing around him earlier, the, the fee was round about 35, 40 million quid for this kid. Uh, th this, this lad is a very good footballer. Not only is he, is he absolutely nails 
in the tackle, you know, in terms of when he takes the ball, he takes ball, man, the whole shebang. He's a very good tackler. He reads the game very well. He's got great positional sense. He's good in the air as well. He, he can be the tackling threat from set pieces. And, and it's passing there, Mark, as well. I mean, look at that pass completion there, 92%. Um, compared to McTominay's, you know, and, you know, his key passes are a bit lower because he's a defensive midfielder. Um, you know, but but I mean, this this kid's a great player. As Roger says, there he's been shouting from for ages. I mean, what 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 do you think are those two? If you're going to spend forty million quid, because you got to remember, you're going to have the the British tax for for um, McTominay, then the Newcastle tax for Man United for McTominay. But Alvarez Alvarez could come in cheaper than that, and I think he's a better player, mate. What would you think? I think I'll throw another caveat in, and I'm kind of going to be a little bit like that tonight. Look at the opposition. Yeah, those stats oh, are the phenomenal. Now, if you look as well, Mark, he's done Europe he has, as well. Yeah, but if you if you look at what this is based on, so look at McTominay's, which is based on the big five leagues, Champions League, um, yeah. Europa League over the last year. Alvarez is based against the men's next eight com- competitions over that same period. So those mm. me- next eight are the uh, MLS, Eredivisie, uh, yeah. Brazilian um, Serie A, the Eredivisie, yeah. uh, the Championship, the Mexican League, Portugal, Primera Liga, yeah, uh, no, Copa Libertadores, and the Conference League. So the, the comparison is slightly skewed in that regard. Yeah. However, you can only play against what's in front of you. Yeah, that's a good job. So he does give you, give you that. But his ability on the ball and his ability to win the ball, and again, that... Those those stats in terms of his defensive and defensive qualities on this side are that he's he's not going to get too involved in the attacking third because he's he plays in that that sort of defensive midfielder. But then in the midfield third, he's he's in the high percentile there. Number of tackles, he's really high. Tackles won ninety fourth percentile. Um, he reads the game well. He doesn't commit an awful lot of fouls. Um, no. He sits quite high in that. So yeah, in get. Getting the ball but in there. No rush, not like McTominay's rush with his tackles, I think, at times. But he's tough as nails and he does create. And I think that then gives you the license to move Bruno forward. Yeah. It also allows you to to pivot those around. So Alvarez can move and Bruno can sit. Or interchangeable in between the three exactly. of them could just be rolling all the time, couldn't and they? Like yeah, said, yeah. You can drop him into the centre of defence and have somebody with the ability on the ball like that from, yeah. from centre back to then to then move the ball forward as well. So yeah. it does yeah. like a yellow card as, as BT says, but but that but I mean, that could be that could be the league he's in as well. Eredivisie is a bit trigger happy. There is that. Isn't it? So. I, I think that's a flip. So he, he, he doesn't commit an awful lot of fouls, but the ones he does commit, he, he's a bit like Joel <laughs> and he does like a yellow card. So there's the flip side of that argument. So him um, and Joe just swapping in, swapping out, getting suspended all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I genuinely I think he would be a, a really good addition. Um, he's he's a he is a fantastic footballer, and as as um, as Roger said earlier on, he's been yeah. shouting about him for a while. We covered him in the summer, said exactly the same thing. He would have been a fantastic signing. Yeah. This is a good point, uh, Stu. Now the Declan Rice thing is an interesting one for me because again, this will depend where we finish in the league. I think Mark, if we finish in the top four, we have Champions League football. Um, I, you know, we could go for some really big targets. I think Maggot mentioned uh, Kane as well before, and that's not out of the realms of, of impossibility for me if we're a Champions League side next season. Now, same with Declan Rice. I think with Declan Rice in the summer, I, I don't think West Ham will go down. I think they'll just stay up. 
But I think this is his last season in a West Ham shirt, it's safe to say. Um, I think he'll probably end up at Man United or maybe even City. Um, but Arsenal I, seem to I, be the for Declan Rice. Sorry, Arsenal too. And if Arsenal win the league as well, but what a great um, boost yeah. that is. Maybe they'll get rid of Xhaka and, and, and Rice will come in, possibly future captain as well. But for Rice, I think, you, what, what are you talking about, Mark? 100 and, is 150 million they sent for Rice or something like that? Yeah. What's the cost for Rice? Isn't it? I, I think, well, that, that's what they'll want. Whether they get that or not is a different matter, but that's their starting point. Um, I, if you were going to pay anywhere near 100 million, I wouldn't do it because there are, you can you can buy a player that's close enough for less than half the price. Yeah. Um, you can then have those funds to spend on building the squad, and that's that's what what needs to happen. So then you've got wages to be able to plow at yeah. some of, maybe some of the free transfers or some you know transfer exactly. fees for some of the other players that you've been linked with. And just another name to throw in there, um, Calvin Phillips. So Calvin Phillips is is done the rounds a little bit of a rumor and a bit of a talk. I don't know whether Calvin Phillips is. Is disappointed at the lack of game time that he's getting in Manchester City. Maybe I it's would not be. quite working. Out. I would be, but it's not quite working out the way that he wanted to work out. He's played very little football. It doesn't seem to matter that Gareth Southgate gets a cap anyway. But I, mean, <laughs> I, I like I like Calvin Phillips. Um, I thought when he was leaving Leeds, I'd love this to have signed him, but we yeah. weren't quite ready then. We weren't quite the club that we are now. Um, we will be in Europe no matter what at the end of the season, whether we're in Champions League or Europa, we'll be in Europe. I'm, sure, I'm confident we'll finish in those positions. But Calvin Phillips is a really good footballer, Mark. The kind of player that could sit perfectly in that in that six or four role in front of the back four. He's got quality on the ball, good passer. He can press. You know, yeah, I think he would he would work really well with Joe Linton and, and Bruno. Um, looking at his stats, Mark, I mean, it won't take you long because he's only played about like fucking ten games or something. I've got more but, stats than he yeah, has. Yeah, you've got more, <laughs> you ran for the bus and you've got more movement stats than Calvin Phillips, I think, mate. But but. As a player, though, mate, how good would he be for us as a player? And, and, and is there a chance? Is there a chance for us to get him? I, I, I think there's probably a good chance. I, I, More chance than a, Rice, I think. More chance than Rice. There's the so. real potential that he does move on in the summer because it, unless they sudden, unless Pep decides suddenly that he, he part of his plans, it just doesn't look like he's going to get the time. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, what you're talking, he, he went for, was it 40 million, 40 odd million to City? You're gonna to have to to pay at least that. He's on something like 130 grand a week as well, so yeah, it's not out of the rounds of, of, of possibility. Yeah. It is above the cap, but that's this Cha- season's Champions, cap. Champions that's, League kicks it up, though, doesn't it? Champions League kicks. If it up, you've got yeah. more money coming in, the the sponsorship deals, the the TV rights, the Champions League money, or the Europa yeah. League money, whatever <laughs> it is, there's more money than to, to be able to push those wages up up, up, yeah. up a notch. So I think that one probably seems more likely than Declan Rice. Um, yes. As much as Declan Rice would be a phenomenal signing, I oh, just can't amazing. see them parting with 100, 120 million for him no. to, to bring him in no. when there especially, are other needs that need to be addressed. Yeah, especially if we go big for a number nine, depending on what happens with Wilson. Um, if we go big for a number nine, I don't think we'll go anywhere near that kind of a, of a transfer. No. Good comment by PDK that I mean, that those three, Mark, my God, those three added to this Newcastle squad. Gomez, Phillips, and Madison. I mean, wow, could you imagine them three added to this squad already? I mean, that's fucking different gravy, isn't it, really? Yeah, can we throw in? Yeah, Bernard's chance. We've already spoken about him, BT. You might have missed him earlier. But um, yeah, for me, I think Phillips would be a good shout. I'm not sure it's going to happen. Um, you know, in terms of the, the left back, we'll, we'll kind of come onto that with the free transfers, I think, Mark. But just a little talk about um, Kieran Tierney before we move back up the pitch to a threat. Just before that, because we, we were going to come back to Kone. 
Oh, um, sorry, you're going to cover Cody first. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just thought while, we, while we're dealing with that that position, we'll, we'll just jump into him. So, um, just yeah, to bring his um, his his stats up as well. Um, and I, I didn't have the page ready, and I clicked back. No. So apologies <laughs> for that. But again, too many no, too many browsers. In in terms of his his passing stats aren't going to be at the same level as as Alvarez. But again, this is comparison yeah. to the, the the big five leagues, um, Champions League, etc. Let's just stop that video before I get done for copyright. Um, so his, his sort of creation from that position isn't isn't amazing. Um, but in terms of his defensive contribution, like he, he sits again, he sits in those higher percentiles. He's he's a good, I guess, a midfield enforcer, isn't he? He's, he's you know his, his tackling stats are good. Um, his interceptions sit in that in that sort of mid range, plenty of blocks. Um, he, he does get on the ball a little bit. Um, I've I've seen him shoot. Um, he can hit the ball too. He does score the odd goal for, from distance. He scored an yep. absolute blinder. Was it against Dortmund um, after Christmas? It was an absolute snorter. Um, so he's got the ability to hit the ball from range as good well. Good engine as well. Good engine as well. Man. Very yeah, very good. He's, very good. Yeah. He's he's got he's you got. Need that. Yeah, you need that for playing for Eddie Howe. You need you need a fucking engine, mate. That's what I'm sure. Absolutely, and he will put that work in. I'm just looking for his, his tackles. Sort of again, you're looking at defensive third, midfield third. I think yeah. that's a feature potentially of where Munden um, Gladbach have been. They've they've been fairly poor for the last couple of seasons. So he's done yeah. an awful lot of defensive work in that side, but he does it well. Um, and they're not a bad. They're not really a bad side. They've, they've had a, they've had a poor couple of seasons, but um, yeah. his he does get in, he does get stuck in, um, and and would again he, he would fill that 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 hole in midfield that that six that four whatever you want yeah. to call it. I think would, would do very very well in there as, alongside Bruno and, and the others. As would Ruben Neves. If somebody shouted out before, that's another good shout. Ruben Neves would be a good buy. Again, yeah. he, he could be he could be one he could be one you know I think he's um he's got that quality on the ball as well he, you know he's great positional sense good in the tackle so that's a good shout so we'll, we'll come back to you in a minute because we're gonna look we're gonna look at some defenders in the free transfer so so moving up to the attacking threat we've talked a little bit about Madison the, the other big name uh, who you have done one of your super duper slides on is is uh, Musa Diaby now Musa Diaby has never left the lips of the Newcastle link ever since takeover has really come out. The, the, there's no smoke without fire. And there's no doubt this kid is, is probably very high up on the, um, the the pecking order of transfer targets. Now, if anybody doesn't know Musa Diaby, as you've obviously been living on the moon uh, as a Newcastle fan because he's been, <laughs> he's, been, he's been linked every other week. But um, I think we've had is... more more about Diaby than we got from Ekatike last summer. <laughs> I think, I and that's saying yeah. something. Exactly. But for Musa Diaby, the, the, the biggest thing, one word, the biggest thing is rapid. This kid is absolutely rapid. He's lightning fast. I mean, just go and have a look at his highlight reel. I mean, he scored a goal the other week, Mark, I think, didn't he? Where I think he was he was back tracking back. And then literally within about two seconds, he just went woof, up the pitch and he's he scoring a goal. It was that quick. Uh, but you can see how he compares stats wise against uh, against Miggy. Um, you know, he, he obviously Beats Miggy on a lot of things, bar goals this season, because Miggy's having the season of his life. Um, but the progressive carries, you know, he's up there at 77 percentile. His goal creation chances, he's up in the 80s. Um, Leverkusen have had a bit of an iffy season, Mark, haven't they? So maybe his stats are a little bit skewed as they were last season. But but this lad, 23 years old, you know, the French national team, they've got massive plans for him. Um, people are talking about, you know, him moving to the next big club. 
Why can't that be Newcastle United, mate? And what a player this kid would be, wouldn't he, for us? And would he be the maxi replacement? There's a couple of questions for you. Well, I mean, is he map there? He, he, he's predominantly down the right. He can play both sides. But he is left-footed, I think, in that um, inverted winger's role. He's, he, he's more likely to play in in the Miggy role than he is to play in the, the mm. left-hand side. He's right-footed, he's right so, isn't he? He's right-footed, isn't he? He can right do, do foot. For, for Joey, he's, he's left-footed. Um, he's left-footed, right? Okay. Yeah, so he, he's going to play the, the old inverted wingers thing. That, that exactly. Do, you know what I mean? yeah. Um, so, yeah, I th- Look, he's definitely one that is is massively linked, and we've like we touched on. I think he comes in as much as Miggy's had a phenomenal season. I think this lad's a step up. Um, he, like I say, he can he can go both sort of both sides. Um, he's not going to give you anywhere near the work rate. I think that that Miggy puts in. He's not going to give you anything like the the defensive cover that you you maybe want. But would then allow you right back to potentially play as a right back if he's going to play down that right hand side. Um, so, you know, he, he's he's he is just purely attacking. If you're looking, at, there's no defensive stats on there. But if you look at his, his sort of defensive stats, they're all in single figures in percentiles. He's yeah, nowhere he's- near. Um, he's an attacking player. Not asked to do that job. Um, yeah, so yeah. He's, but, but he he's would be sure. here. So his stats could could change, couldn't it? They, they could change because he could have. They that could. But you want him at that top end of the field. You want yeah. him in the attacking third. You don't want him tracking back, and and you want the players in behind in the midfield and in the defence to to do that role. You don't want to have to bring your wingers back to to cover. Yeah. If you upgrade in those areas, you, you're not going to have to. Um, but he is phenomenal. He, he what's his? I can't remember what his, his sort of record over the last couple of years has been off the oh, top been, of my head. Um, I know we've got in, thing, in there. He's got 14 goals this season. Um, yeah. He had where am I? So it was 17 goals the season before, 15 assists. So consistency yeah. is there now. I'm always hesitant with Bundesliga players, though. If I'm if I'm brutally honest, because we've seen players come from the Bundesliga who've been goal and assist machines over the last couple of seasons that have turned yeah. up in the Premier League and done nothing. I mean, Sancho's done, <laughs> Sancho's done very, very little. Um, yeah. The lad at Villa, whose name escapes me, Leon Bailey, has oh, done very, yeah, very Bailey. little. And he had loads of them, um, but he was a very similar player to Diaby. Pace, skill, cut inside, score rakers here and there. And he hasn't quite done that. As BT says, no. 60 million quid would probably be what, what would take. But but JJ's confident. He said he's 100 times the player Miggy is going forward. I agree. Miggy's had, Miggy's had a season of his life, right? Is Miggy going to replicate that next season, Mark? I don't think so, in all fairness. We've, to be fair, the last time we saw Miggy have anything like this season, it was in the MLS. Exactly. I think, I think that as much as we can talk about how much of an impact Eddie Howe has had on him and how good he's been since Eddie Howe has taken him sort of under his wing and, and got him playing... Are we going to see it again? I, I'm not so sure. This is this is the new Miggy. It's certainly yeah. a massive improvement on what we've seen before. Yeah. But will we see it again? It it, it seems really harsh to say it, but I, I just think we will we'll we'll see the somewhere in the middle. We're not going to see the the like of this season from him again. I don't think. And no. I think if you are going to be in Champions League or Europa League next season, that next step up and somebody like DRB would be that. Again, the question mark would be, would he come depending on who else is, is sniffing around? I know he was rumoured with Arsenal and, and all sorts. So 
there's yeah. there's that argument to say, well, could he could he come in and, and take We've been over? there before. We've been there before, the Mr. Mr. Gimaresh. Uh, he, he bombed off Arsenal, didn't he? There were, there were massive rumours with him with Arsenal, but given yeah. where he plays, is he gonna come in and, and dislodge Bukayo Saka or, or Martinelli from the no, other side? I don't, I don't think so. I think he does. I don't think so, mate. And he's not gonna want to come in and be a bit part player. He's coming in no. to start. He's coming in to be a star. And then that leads just, into yeah. Exactly, exactly so, right. So he, he, that's I think that then leads Newcastle into much better territory in terms of um, in terms of getting him in. Yeah, exactly. As, as BT says, there Eddie's looking for pace uh, on on you know in that front line. I think uh, Andy Tate said there before we need players with European um, experience. As Lee says, they're playing Miggy on the left. That's one of Mark's biggest bugbears. Lee, he wants the wingers to swap over, <laughs> swap sides in the in games. Don't get started, you'll hear all night. Come no, on, no, no, no. don't get started. <laughs> I can yeah, see you revving up there. I can see you revving up. Just that ability to swap. It doesn't need yeah. to be all the time. It doesn't mean every game. It just the ability to just flip them over. Give them, give, give the defense another look, and we'll somebody like Diaby would do that. <laughs> We've got a half eight if you start. We've got a half that's day if you start getting that. So, so just before we look at some of the free transfers, we haven't got stats for it, but but obviously up front, up front, it's probably more of a key area I think than, than people realize. But we're not going to get into all these nonsense things about Wilson and his personal life and also the bollocks that's flying around. We're not going to do that, right? But Wilson's been off form this season. There's no doubt about that. Um, and this is a big, I think this is a big end of the season for Wilson, Mark. I, I think that Newcastle United finishing in the top four, the big question will be, and there'll be some big players around, I want to throw a couple of names at you in a minute, um, if Callum Wilson gets another injury or struggles, let's let's pray God Isaac stays fit for the rest of the season. If Isaac fires it over the line to be top four, uh, that puts even more pressure on Wilson in terms of this kid, he's younger than you, he's fit than you, he's banging in goals, everything else. You're looking at that number nine position that Wilson's been brilliant at, no doubt, but he, he's had loads of injury problems in the past. He can't shake his injury problems this season, Ill, illnesses, all sorts of things. He seems to be out of the squad more than he's in it. With people like Juventus struggling for money and people like you know Duzan Vlavic possibly available. Um, people have even mentioned Harry Kane. Is Harry Kane had enough if Spurs don't finish top four? Is this the season Harry Kane could go? You know, With Haaland sitting at City, he ain't going to go there. Will Man United play him? Uh, buy him, you know. Um, would he go to Liverpool? I don't know if they even have the money for him. You know, Barcelona fucking skin. They've got Lewandowski. Does he go to Real Madrid or does Kane stay and try to, you know, get Shearer's record? Two big names there. If Newcastle finish top four, do they go big on a number nine? And is it the end of Wilson? I think if they go big on a nine, yes, I think that that spells the end for for yeah, Wilson's certainly for Wilson's for for. Certainly, his his massive game for me. He then becomes a a, a, a squad player. He then becomes a bit yeah. top player in, in that squad. And if he's happy with that, great. But if he's not, that's fine. No, oh look, he, he he's a great option to have if you if you yeah, can absolutely. have him fit, can have him coming off the bench to give you something else to come in and play as a two, maybe he's up front. I, I think yes, you, you you keep him around if you can do in that in that regard. Is it is it worthwhile then if you bring in somebody like Turam, for example? Turam's another one. Yeah, yeah. You then you then have. Does he move on? Because he's just not he's not going to get ahead of Mark thinks so. He's, yeah. he's not going to yes, get yes, ahead of, yeah. of. Um, of, I nearly called him Lillian Turam, um, Marcus Turam, <laughs> Tom Edge. Um, but this is dad though. This is dad though, mate. Right? It is. And he was a bloody good footballer as well. Pretty so good yeah, defender, uh, by the way, mate. Was he? Um, was he not? 
But look, I, I mean, Turam Turam's an interesting one because that he's he's found his feet a little bit again in in the Bundesliga. Uh, yeah. He's been moved around all over the place in terms of where he's he's played positionally because for an awful lot of time they've had him playing from the wide when they had um, player um, playing through the middle. He's he's sort of been playing more in that central role and he's he's back into double figures for goals again this season. So yeah, that that he, he's got talent. He's getting into the French squad. And he's getting game time in the French squad. He's an exceptional player. He's also won a free transfer. Mm. Um, so again, I fall into that that part of who else is going to be sniffing around him because mm. you know, a player that is, I mean, transfer market um value him at something like 32, 32 million. It's, a, it's an awful lot of play you're getting for nothing. Yes, his wages are going to be high, but you're saving a huge amount on, on transfer it, fee. It's, it's a good transfer. There's also the boy from Atlanta, isn't there? Is it Rasmus Hoyland, the, the Danish striker? He's been linked heavily as well. Uh, he looks a handy player and obviously a very young mm-hmm. striker. And that, that's what they said they wanted. They wanted. That's what Ekatike was meant to be. He's supposed to be that young striker that can you know take over from Wilson eventually. Isaac's completely excelled, I think, because Isaac was a... a, a a trend booker, wasn't it? When we didn't get Ekatike, Isaac wasn't one for the future. Isaac was one for the now. And it was always yeah. going to come down to an Isaac or Wilson, in my opinion, unless you play them as a two. But but going go back to Kane, I mean, you know, Spurs fans will probably be giggling here in the Newcastle podcast talk about Kane, right? <laughs> but 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 Harry Kane, I mean, let's look at Harry Kane, right? He's just finished top goal scorer for England. You know, I, I won't get into my farmer's joke about that. But um, if you're Harry Kane and this is the season you move on, I mean, you know, Daniel Levy is a huge problem for you anyway, let's be honest, because he would be a City player if it wasn't for Daniel Levy. Who knows where Erling Haaland would be? Um, maybe in a black and white shirt. But if you're Harry Kane and you're coming to, to the peak years of your career, and you're looking at Spurs, yet another manager, yet another failure, yet another restart. Does Harry Kane go, do you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go. And he looks around at the options and he wants to stay in the Premier League and be the all-time Premier League top goal scorer, which I think he will be if he stays. Do Newcastle have a realistic chance in getting Harry Kane if we're a top four side? Um, no. I, see, I think we struggle. And I don't I think, think so. I don't think we'll get him. I don't think we'll get him. No, I think he'll go Man United, I, I, personally, is what I think. I think he'll go Manchester United. I, if he's anyway. I think he fall in the same category as, as Rice. I think that the valuation yeah. of him will be far too high for now. Even with the influx of cash that was coming from from commercial revenue from from European football, etc., that initial fee and don't forget his wages will be astronomical. Astronomical, absolutely. Um, he, but what a player mark to have, though. What a I know, player. He, he so, talk about a... talk about the the jewel in the crown of this Saudi Arabian project, mate. If you get Harry Kane, fuck me. Like, what does that do at Newcastle on the global scale, commercial it's, revenue, everything? Number nine, huge. Harry Kane. My, my drawback to it, though, does he fit? I do, think he's that good I mean, of a player, but he can drop ridiculous thing drop to say in the ball. Essence, but but if, if you think about if you've got Diaby and Madison going by him and he drops deep and get the ball like fair. he is, and he can slip them balls through, and not only that, he doesn't have to go as deep. I mean, again, I don't think we will sign him, but let's just say in a weird batshit crazy world we did, he doesn't have to drop as deep to get the ball because he's got a Bruno to give him the ball and slip it through. He can make that run and he can get probably more goals than he's even got this season, Harry Kane, if he plays for Newcastle United. But I, I think you're right. It's probably pipe dream world, Mark. I just want to ask you your, your opinion on it, really. But if we can't get him, what about Vlavic from Juventus? What do you think? Is that a realistic option? I think that is a realistic option. 
if if only if and only if you have top four football, if you yeah, I think yes for that. BT, sorry, Mark, yes for that because Isaac goes either side. I think you, you could play. It, could, it depends on what you want to do with Isaac. If you want him as a centre yeah. forward, no, it's not going to work. Mm. If you want him to play wider, almost son like, then yes, that that could work very well. And I think you're right. If you put Harry Kane into this this Newcastle squad now, it doesn't work. Yeah, because he, you're not—he's not going to be a focal point. Whereas you don't have the players really consistently wide that will run in beyond. Yeah. If you have Madison and Derby, then yes, I think that would work far better. But I just don't have. Um, you, you, I, I just don't think it. I don't think it's an option. I think Vlavic is probably. That's a better option. More of a, a likely more option. More realistic option, yeah. Again, money-wise, it's going to be an awful lot of money considering what they paid from last year. Um, yeah. Yes, they may have financial problems, but they're not going to take a hit on him. It's going to be more. Um, but he's an exceptional footballer. Um, yeah. Again, probably one that's, that's maybe he's a year, two, three years too early for Newcastle in, in, that, yeah, in that regard. Possibly. possibly. Good show for Kuliseski as well, Maga. I would definitely he's, have... He's on a long-term though loan, isn't he? Is, is he not on an eighteen months? So he's he, he's Possibly. not. Does his loan not end next season? I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, sure he's on a longer-term sure. one, or maybe it was last six months of last season and this season. But they have yeah. an option to buy. So yeah. no, Kane. Yeah, Kane wouldn't be captain. Beach. I agree with that. That's Trippier all day long. Is no. I think. I think. I think Botman will be the future captain after Trippier goes. I think. I think they'll groom Botman to be the captain. In my opinion, unless Bruno, possibly Bruno, goes forward for the way he's, you know driving the team forward. But uh, yeah, it, it's certainly interesting. I think that, that attacking position certainly will will be something to look at, I think, depending on how Wilson ends this season and you know whatever you choose to believe. But j- just to wrap up, Mark, so it's not all about dropping big bucks on players. There's some unbelievable free transfers out there. You know, let, let's start at, the, for me, the biggest problem position we've got next to the number six, number four, whatever you want to call it, is left-back. Dan Burns done a sterling job there. He ain't left-back, though. We've seen at times he's been caught a little bit. He's been protected very well by Willick and, and Joe Linton and their engines. And Botman's just brilliant of being a Rolls-Royce as a left-sided centre-half. But a couple of players, um, and obviously Kieran Tierney's a different one. That, that's that's money. Um, good player, bad injury record. Would be a good sign, and I think. But if you're going to maximise the free transfer market, one player that we've talked about a lot and, and has been linked um, a lot with Newcastle is, uh, is uh, Grimaldo that plays for um, Benfica. Um, very Trippier-esque with a left peg, though, isn't he? Gets up and down, whips in great passes. Um, brilliant from set pieces. Scored a raker past us in pre-season. And yeah. uh, a, free, a free transfer, mate. A very good free transfer, if we can pull that one off. Yeah, he absolutely is. If you look at the, the list of free transfers um, that, are, that are coming up, and this is just defenders. Um, I mean, you've got Two exceptional centre backs at the top of that list, um, in Skriniar and, and Digger. You've got Skriniar. Has he already signed a deal with somebody? Skriniar, I'm sure I've read Ooh, that. He signed a deal. Potentially, with yeah, he, might, he might be right there. Think, you know, yeah. But and Digger was was rumoured to be going to Barcelona. Whether or not that can happen now, um, given their issues, um, you've got Grimaldo, who is an exceptional fullback. Um, brilliant for us again. But it's it's one of those ones where again you you, you go set piece. Um, delivery, it gives you the left footed option of you know the, the left foot right foot that you don't really have um, at the moment with with just Trippier taking them. Um, Rafael Guerrero as well from Dortmund it isn't is no mug at left back. He, he'd be no, he's very good. good. We're going to bid on him as um, well. He's very good. 
the lad from Buntmunch and Garback as well would be a decent option, not in the same calibre, I don't think, as Alex Grimaldo. I think he's yeah. the one that would maybe be the the pinnacle of that that list. Um, if you look, just looking at some of the other the other players on this list, and there is there are some names, and I'm just hoping this. <laughs> There's will some corkers there, isn't there? Certainly from an attacking um, threat. There's some absolute corkers the, on there, mate. The first couple of names on this list, uh, when you look at it, I mean, anyone for Messi or Benzema coming in? Just you, mate. Um, could you imagine Karen Benzema as the new number nine for Newcastle? I mean, that that just be unbelievable, wouldn't it? He, he's 35, so I don't think that's probably going to be job, an mate. option. But just fresh off got, destroying Liverpool in the Champions League, mate, effortlessly. Well, so yeah. Still do a job, mate. But the, the number of players on this list, you know, you've got Messi and Benzema, obviously the outliers, Turam and Digger, Rabiot is still obviously going to be a free transfer. Yuri Tielemans is still an option. Yeah, I'd still take Tielemans, I think. I think he adds, he yeah. adds to the midfield. I'd take him hands down. Um, we've we've covered Kamara before. Um, you've obviously got Gundawan, who's thirty-two now. Mm. Is that a potential? I think there's already he'll go. I think he'll be, go back to Bundesliga. I think he'll go I back think, over there. I think there's already potentially pre-contract agreement in place yeah. there. Um, the the one on there that Zaha, Zaha again. Is, Zaha? Is Would you take that, Zaha? He's one of them. He divides opinion, but he's a hell of a footballer, mate. You know, you put him in a team with a decent striker that can make a make runs and get on the end of his I, passes and then he's got goals in him as well. I saw this comment on another 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 pod. Zaha's very inconsistent in terms of he's either a zero or he's a ten. Yeah. He very like rarely gives you like a six or seven similar. out of ten performance. Yeah. He's he's very, very hot or cold. Um yeah. Marco Asensio, Firmino. Mm. I mean these are all players that have got big game experience, could do yeah. you a job um, certainly in Europe for a season or two, while you maybe bring in one or two of the younger players that can then take over from them eventually. Yeah. Um, Tony Cruz as well at 33. Um, I mean, you, I don't think you're going to go anywhere near he, somebody like that. Tony Cruz, he's retiring at the end of the season. Tony is he Cruz. retiring, is he? There we go. Yeah, so, I think yeah, he's retired. Yeah, I read that. Sure he's retiring at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Interesting one on that one. Ben Brer and Diaz. Would that would you take an option on Diaz? Nah, nah. is that the kid? From I know Blackburn? he was massively rumored. Yeah, he's he, nah. he was heavily rumored to have been moving last summer. I think he's obviously had a couple of injury issues, but he's looked very good the last couple of seasons. Um, and on the bottom of that first page, Musa Dembele from from Lyon. I mean, I mean, think Dembele is a funny one because Southampton looked at that. I, I think the problem is Dembele is injury record is putting people off. Because um, yeah. I think Southampton looked at him, and apparently the, the, the fee was only two or three million. And I even said to my dad, because my dad's a Celtic fan, as you know, and I said, "Fucking hell, Southampton are going to get Moussa Dembele." Um, and he said, "Oh, fucking hell, he'd be brilliant." And then all of a sudden, it was off. And uh, you think it's three million quid for a guy like that? The age he is, you know. <laughs> Stu's not bothered up about it. But I tell you what, if uh, if we do sign Firmino and he goes down blind, somebody will steal them fucking teeth off him. Um, so, uh, Modric is another one. Maggot Browner says, uh, "Could we finally yeah. get Luka Modric now?" Dennis Wise is nowhere, nowhere to be seen, mate. What, what a sign! He, he is, he is there. I mean, it's a heck, of, heck of a one. Yeah, man. A, anyone for Jesse Lingard? Uh, drop your no, comments in now. Yeah, no, not for me. Um, <laughs> unless you want somebody to dance and dress him. The one, the bottom that I've just noticed, and he has been linked, is uh, Oxley Chamberlain. Now, I'm, I'm a yeah. big fan of the Ox, but he's held together with. Fucking silly string, isn't he? He seems to be more injury prone than Callum Wilson. But when he's fit, 
he adds something to that team. He can play in the front three. He can play in the midfield. He's got pace. He's got goals. He's got ability. But is he just a complete knacker job and you just don't sign him because he just, he'd be injured perpetually? Yeah, I think he, he's definitely one. He misses more games than he plays. Um, he spends an awful... I joked in our chat the other day that he comes with a free physio table because you, 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 <laughs> that's what you're looking at. Bus. I mean, if you, if you go in this... I mean, maybe it's a little bit harsh, but 18, 19, he misses seven games for the next mm. season. He's missed 20 games in 2021, um, 14 games this season. He missed 43 games in his first season at Liverpool. Um, yeah. it, he, he does miss an awful lot of time. Um Sorry, back at City, rather not so cute. I think it's more durable than Chamberlain. I think maybe it's more useful at the moment, definitely. Um, he has, although, he has got his last, hasn't he? There's a title northeast with his last, so well, yeah, know, there, there could there be a little that. bit of something in that as well, potentially. If not, she that, not that she fit. sounds that way anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she, she she can keep fit, mate, but I'm not sure about him. But uh, yeah, she doesn't sound like she's from the northeast anymore. Uh, Fifty Shades are saying we need uh, Catherine Churam. Is that the left back? Is that the um, the other Churam brothers? The left back, is it? And the, the, well. the other two round brother, yes, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I noticed the, the mention in there of Sander Berger as well from, from Sheffield. Yeah, from Stu. Yeah, I, I think it's a I very don't like good footballer. I don't like that deal. I, I'd rather aim higher than that. If we're, if we're sticking my nose up at McTominay, I'm not going for a Sheffield United midfielder. I'm sorry. No, I, I, look, I think he's better than the league he's playing in. Definitely. He, he's, he's, he's good on the ball. He's, he's great. In, in the attacking half of the field, even for for sort of def more defensive minded players, he can play both both ends of that midfield. Um, it, it's one of those where he, he's not going to come. If you if you were to sign somebody like Alvarez, you're not going to come in and, and start. So is he no. going to come in and want to come in as a as a, an option off the bench? Um, so yeah, um, and Catherine Turam is, is Fifty Shades is put in there. He's he's a he is a six. Um, so it, it gives you another option. In that regard, I still think that the best option for that sort of position is is going to be um, is going to be Alvarez. I think he's the outlier. Yeah. Um, I think he's the one to go for. I think he's the one to go for. I tell you what, Kevin Turan wouldn't wouldn't be a bad shout in that regard mm. to, to come and, and, and do that job um, and be be a future. I guess. Mm. Um, There's also the kid from is it Boca Juniors? It was Alan Valera? He was another one that was linked, wasn't he? He, he Varela, looked a handy yeah. player. Varela, yeah, tough, tough as nails. That, looked, looked very good, didn't he? But that all went very quiet, didn't it? That one. Um, it, it, was, I mean, it was. I don't know where that that sort of stemmed from. We 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 talked about it at the time, and, and he he almost seemed like he was destined to be signing, and then it done deal it, seemed it like a done deal. Just time, didn't absolutely yeah. disappeared. So mm. um, he's. Again, we, we when we looked at him, he, he's very, you know, he's very good on the ball. He's, he's good at getting up and down the field. He's good in the tackle as well. So there's another yeah. player that that can fill that that role and do a massive job in midfield. Um, yeah, he's Sanderberg is is a, is a big, he's, big he's, lad. Um, he's a big unit. And he's a big again, unit. in that, in that well, sort we, of role, we, we can't score. High. We can't score from fucking headers anyway, mate. We've got a whole team full of six foot seven. Giants from Space Jam and they kind of score a fucking header to save their life. So I'm not sure you would be any better, mate. Do you know what the biggest Mickey take will be? The one that you do score from a court, it will be from the rock the other side, and it'll be Kieran Trippier coming in with a header from the from the right hand side. Yeah. That will score you um, your header from <laughs> Yeah, diving header. Uh, 50 shades and anything from the winger from Brazil. I think I did see this, but it wasn't was it Gabriel? It wasn't Gabriel, was it? There was really there was, again there was there was a winger from Brazil. I did see a couple. That. 
Um, yeah. I think Gabriel was one we we maybe looked at um, we covered, earlier on yeah, in the year. Yeah. In fact, um, it was, I did see I one pop up on a, Twitter the other day. Yeah. I think that there is a there is a push to try and identify the next like talent coming through in, in that regard to, yeah. to try and get ahead of the curve. You know, you don't want them to to end up in France and, and have a couple of years there well, you know, they, they 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 get the grips with the game and then they end up costing you an absolute fortune. You want that scouting network out there to be able to bring in these players. Yeah, there was, the, the Giovanni was one as well, wasn't he? Giovanni yeah. was one as well. There was a few of them in there, wasn't there? The downside of, of anything like that, yeah, um, Angelo, uh, Gabriel, Gabriel, um, yeah. you, the, the difficulty with that is, is in terms of... Um, Work permits, so yeah. But then I, th- I think this then leads into a different conversation, probably for another time, about then looking to invest in another club, and if Newcastle's owners are looking to invest in a club, perhaps in Portugal, Send where the, lad there. the rules exactly where the rules aren't quite as strict in terms yeah. of um, ah, where you get Matthias Franca was it Fifty Shades? Was it yes, that's the, yeah, that's that's, that's the, kid. the kid. Yeah, as soon as he said Flamengo, that was just nosy and a Brazilian wingers yeah. to Newcastle. So, so again, um, yeah, he was he was heavily linked. Yeah, he fit, but he fits again that that young player that beating everybody to the punch to try and get him in, let him learn his game either here or get him on on loan for a couple of seasons, um, and then you know integrate him into the squad. Uh, at that point, but yeah. it's it's getting it's finding those gems, and that's that's yeah. what you that's what you want. He would he would be exceptional, I think. I think he's he's I, one definitely will be big in the future. Yeah, I, I do think I do think there's a bit of yeah, Fifty Shades saying that was the one. Um, I do think there's a little bit of agent stirring up here as well to um to try and get more clubs out of the woodwork for the players. Newcastle are being used as that club now because of the the investment and then the money and, and obviously the you know pushing the youth and everything else. I do think there's a little bit of agent mischief making as well. But I'm sure we'll 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 come back to some of these names, I think, maybe towards the, the back end of the season mark. We're, we're just about wrapped up everybody. So just massive thanks to everybody in the comments. We, we always uh, love the comments. It really helps the episode flow. As I mentioned at the start, if you like this kind of thing, smash a like on the video. We'll probably do another transfer video, Mark, I think, towards the back end of the season. Certainly looking at some of the players leaving the club as well. Some of the contracts being not being renewed. Maybe like some Matty Longstaff. What's the future for him? That kind of a thing. We'll come back and do that towards the end of the season. Obviously, we'll have loads of content in the closed season as well because there'll be so many players linked to the club. But but we're probably going to be back with a, um, a match preview for Manchester United. Uh, the weekend, big game, Mark. Uh, we talked about a little bit on what's going on. Huge game yeah. for us. If we if we win, we go ahead of them, which is brilliant. So uh, I'll, I'll probably be back up with with a match preview for everybody, and hopefully a match review when we we smash those bastards and get revenge for the Carabao <laughs> Cup final as well, mate. So so yeah, from me and Mark, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, keep supporting our team, McCoy United. Drop us a subscribe if you haven't. Uh, we're signing off, and we'll catch you on the next ever more. Thanks, everybody. Take care, guys. <laughs>